why DC projects get axed, my thoughts on Eternals, and Chris Pratt now hates Mondays. All then more on the comic book edition of Multiverse tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 150 of Multiverse Tonight. 150, we're at another milestone episode, right? Another big, big episode. Um, you know, not much to say here. You know, I've been around for 150. I guess you know, try to be around for 150 more. I still. I am not quite sure whether I want to uh, collapse this down into one episode, the one episode format, or just keep it keep it split up like this. Um, I'm still trying, still trying to make a decision. I can't, you know, I just can't bring myself to it. Um, if you're like me, of course, uh, you have you know issues with 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 your mental health, mine pretty much revolve around it, you know, you know, the time of the year. You know, I get seasonal depression and well, fall's happening. It gets darker sooner now. You know, we've gone through the end of daylight saving time, so it's going to get darker sooner as well. So, you know, it does like take a minute here to remind you to uh, take care of your mental health. And uh, I'd also like to send a special shout out to the uh, guys and gal over at the Geek Shock podcast, uh, a couple episodes ago, they gave me a uh, shout out on their podcast because I donated to their coffee uh, uh, coffee uh, donation. Uh, same, you know, same the same service that I use, and uh, you know, they're one of my favorite podcasts. I, I listen to them every week. They're funny. And they uh, cover some geek news as well as, uh, you know, playing playing a little game, talking, you know, cracking wise, if you will. So uh, I'd like to give them a very special shout out. Uh, they're over at geekshockpodcast.com. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Let's go on to the geek news. And uh, we start the Geek News Day with DC Comics. So, uh, apparently, the reason we don't have a new Gods movie from Ava DuVernay was Zack Snyder's Justice League. Maybe. In a new interview on SiriusXM, director uh, DuVernay speculated, quote, I love New Gods, which is the project that got axed. The studio decided that they did not want to pursue a certain part of that comic world based on some things that were going on with another film in that world. So, before I even was able to complete my script with Tom King, they axed it. But I already had two projects going, unquote. So, let's break that down. Let's get this straight. Because New Gods and Zack's Justice League weren't in the same canon, they axed the New Gods. Boo. 
Yeah, I, I really actually. Well, I think the way to do a new Gods movie would be to start with you introduce Mister Miracle first, and you know you 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 have that be the focal point, and then you introduce the the world of the the fourth world and the new gods and all that. But that's just how I do it. Uh, speaking of Ava DuVernay, uh, Naomi, the DC series she developed for the CW, now has a premiere date. The series, along with the second season of Superman and Lois, will debut on January 11th, the night that also sees the return of Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman. Why the Last Man has been cancelled by FX on Hulu. Now, sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that execs over at FX had to make a decision on the future of the series by October 15th which was the date that options on the cast of the show would expire. Now, it's not known at this time if another home can be found for the show, like, say, HBO Max. Should a suitor for the series emerge, FX Productions would face the decision of selling library rights to Season 1, as well as transferring ownership of the series or becoming a third-party content supplier. Something that under Disney is considered a long shot given Disney's push for more vertical integration. So a revival seems to have little hope. Sorry. Jenna Daywin will reprise her Supergirl role of Lucy Lane for the second season of Superman and Lois. Supergirl, which is ending its six-year run, will end this month. Michael B. Jordan's Val Zod's Superman HBO Max project now has writers. Darnell Mathieu and Josh Peters will be writing Val Zod, which is being produced for DC Entertainment and Warner Brothers Television by Michael B. Jordan's Outlier Society. Medier and Peters have wor- recently worked as writers on the upcoming film Transformers Rise of the Beasts and are known best for role for projects such as American Snow and The Nola. Aquaman director James Wan has confirmed that the now-canceled Trench spin-off was a secret Black Manta movie. Yahya Abdul-Mateen II's antagonist played a smaller role in 2018's Aquaman film and will return in the 2022 sequel Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Responding to a question on Instagram, Juan wrote, I'll let you in on the secret. The cancelled Trench spinoff movie was really going to be a secret Black Manta movie, unquote. Now, the show was canceled alongside the New Gods movie this past April. Eternals opening weekend started out, uh, opening weekend started it out great, of course, at the top of this past weekend's box office. However, it was a poor showing compared to previous movies in the current phase. Eternals brought in 71 million, that's less than Black Widow's 80.3 million, and Shang-Chi's 75.5 million. The film is also not doing well critically, getting Marvel Studios' lowest ever cinema score and Rotten Tomatoes score. Eternals beat out Dune, which is in its third week. Eternals has also been banned in Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and and Qatar after Disney refused to edit romantic scenes between Ben and Fastos. The Gulf region is still an area where homosexuality is deemed illegal, so it's not a major leap in logic to surmise that movie authorities of that culture wanted the LGBTQ plus inclusion in Eternals to be censored while Disney knew what kind of major PR controversy could ensue if the edits were made. Hello, everyone. I thought I'd uh, sit here uh, on this 
pre-record my thoughts here on Marvel's Eternals. Um, I took uh, a little day off, well, a few hours off from work. Uh, went to the East Side Warren Theater over in Wichita, Kansas, uh, to the Warren 21, which is their adults-only section of that theater. But wait, uh, if you're in Wichita, it's a great place. That's a great place to go. Uh, you have to be an adult to be in that section of the theater. Uh, it has like full, you know, has real food concessions. If you want real food, it has, you know, beer, wine, spirits, you know, re- recliner seats that you can relax in. It's, it's, it's an awesome, uh, little, you know, little theater to go. Basically think of Alamo Draft House, but done slightly differently. Anyway, uh, the movies, the movie starts up, uh, with an opening crawl, you know, 7,000, you know, 7,000 years ago, the Eternals came to earth and their mission is this, and this is, you know, the deviants are who they're fighting for and the celestials are who they work for. And then opens up with the, uh, ship with, you see humans toiling away, uh, Gang and Lum gets jumped by a deviant, and then they, the Eternals show up to save the day. You know, basically, they're Marvel's first superheroes. And so, you know, your introductions to the, to the characters, we see them work over millennia to keep humanity safe from deviants until, uh, the conquistadors, uh, er, conquistador era of uh, in Mexico, and the conquistadors are of course slaughtering the natives, and the Eternals have a debate about whether you know now, now that all the deviants seem to be gone, and we're just waiting here. Why don't we save humanity from itself? And this causes a rift. Some of them leave one way. Some of them leave another way. One of them is malfunctioning. So, uh, they, you know, one of them leaves with, with that one to keep them safe. So they won't harm themselves or others. And then we get to the modern day and Circe, who, if, if you're looking for the main character in this, in the story, Circe's the main character. Um, Cersei has to, is, uh, in London and with her new boy toy, who knows that she's an, she's an eternal because there's another eternal with them who who basically just blabs and they get attacked by a deviant that seems to have the powers of another one of the eternals, which sets off basically the whole story. Um, basically it's, it's, it's a, it's a fine story. It's a fine story. Um, you know, need more Selma Hayek in it. You're not going to get more, a lot of Selma Hayek in it. Uh, not that that's really spoilery, but take as, take as you will. So, um, it, it, you know, what, what, whatever you think is going to happen is going to happen. This is, this is a very almost, you know, I, I, I've seen the story before. I know this story, this story. Uh, but you get to 
the end of the movie and, you know, conflict resolved and then, you know, hijinks happen and we set up for a further movie. Um, several things. One, they never address the, the deviant that has the Eternals power. They never address it. It's just a mystery. Uh, two, needs more Salma Hayek. Uh, three, the cutscenes are almost better than the movie itself. Well, that, that's, that's slightly sad. I was, there, there are points in there where I was definitely getting just bored. This, this movie needed editing in a massive, massive scale. This, you know. There were a lot of, a lot of them, you know, getting together and fretting. Oh, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? You know, what should we do? And debating what they should do. And it's like, just do something. You know, if, you know, you know what you have to do, do something instead of fretting about it. So, uh, I, I give this movie. Maybe a solid six, you know, it, it's, it's, oh, you know, good to watch. It, it's, it's a, it's like a C grade movie. But, you know, maybe wait for this one to come to Disney Plus. Yeah. Which seems to be kind of a consensus as far as, as far as I've seen other reviews. So, you know. Warren East Theater, I give those guys a, you know, good B. Uh, Eternals, I give a solid C. So, uh, that's all for this review. And, uh, I'll throw it back to myself. Myself? It. Marvel is getting back in the short film game. The studio, according to co-president and exec producer Luis Espizio, will begin back We'll begin back the Marvel, we'll bring back the Marvel one shot movie, mini movies that were added to the video releases of many of the early Marvel releases. The last one was 2014's All Hail the King, which took place post Iron Man 3. De Espacito says in the new book, The Story of Marvel Studios, The Making of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, quote, We're working on them. It's just finding the time. I have a couple earmarked that I want to do. Unquote. Disney Plus has added another movie from the Fox Studios part of the Marvel Universe. X-Men First Class is now on the service. The prequel was the only X-Men film not on, not on Disney Plus. If Marvel's Hawkeye trailers have been giving you buddy cop die hard vibes, it's on purpose. The show, which takes place at Christmas time in New York, a few months after the blip was reversed in Endgame, will tell the story of the retired Avenger teaming up with Kate Bishop. Birdie, half of the directing team of Bert and Birdie, told Games Radar Plus, quote, Endgame and Hawkeye exec producer Trin Tran got her own strong opinions on things, but instinctively she knows what feels right for the Marvel Universe as well. As we've all been seeing with TV, it's a bit about breaking the mold at this point. So Trin was never about sticking to the old plan or sticking religiously to a character's backstory. Hawkeye, for instance, is a little bit unlike we've seen before. But Jeremy was fully invested in this tone, so she's always been about the freshness of it. Unquote. 
Hawkeye hits Disney Plus on November 24th. Skydance New Partners is teaming with Marvel for a new narrative video game. This will be the first project from the AAA studio formed by Uncharted co-creator Amy Henning and her producing partner, Electric Arts veteran Julian Julian Beek, in 2019. The studio was launched with a focus on creating titles for traditional gaming platforms as well as emerging streaming platforms with games designed to appeal to both seasoned and less experienced players. Now, no word on what the game will be or what it will involve. James Gunn has officially announced the start of production on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. He tweeted, quote, It's been a strange and long and at times challenging journey to get here, but the obstacles along the way have only made this moment more blissful. Back on the set with my Guardians family for the first day of shooting, hashtag GOTG Volume 3. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be in theaters on May 5th, 2023. Let's go to the Geek News. South Park's Trey Parker and Matt Stone spoke about their new Viacom CBS deal with The Hollywood Reporter. The pair signed a deal for $900 million this past summer. The deal will see 14 made-for-TV movies, the first of which, star South Park post-COVID, will air on Paramount Plus on Thanksgiving Day. Trey said about the movie, quote, it's the boys dealing with a post-COVID world. They're just trying to get back to normal. So it is like our show. We're just trying to get back to normal. Unquote. Now, the second movie will be out in December. Parker said about the upcoming projects, quote, With Viacom, we realized we could make them as long or as short as we needed. And, then they, and they then went and called them movies. There are the ones who said we are giving them 14 movies in seven years. All I can say is, for me, personally, I am 52 years old. I have made three movies in my life, so you do the math. Uh, Matt Stone added, We're trying to make what's on Paramount Plus different from anywhere else, so hour-long made-for-TV movies is where our head is at. We'll do two made-for-TV movies every year. They'll be big, they'll, but they are not quite movie scale. And as for how the show's stories will run in the future, uh, Stone said, quote, We're at where a lot of people are at, which is the future kind of sucks. We would look like to get back to where each week we can do something totally different. We tried to, to experiment with serialization that had mixed results. And the past five or six years have been dominated by Trump being political and the total change of society. And then the pandemic. We don't want everything to be about the pandemic, but that is what is going on. Unquote. Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo have signed on to star in the film, ad- film adaptation of Wicked for Universal. Erivo will be playing Elphaba. El- 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 I hate that name. Well, Grande will portray Glinda. The musical will is the musical is a prequel to The Wizard of Oz. To celebrate Disney Plus's second anniversary, the streaming service is having a sale from November eighth to November fourteenth. New and eligible return subscribers in the U.S. and select countries can get one month of Disney Plus for one dollar and ninety nine cents if they sign up with the Disney Plus Day Hub. Well, the special limited time offer is for the first month only, after which uh, the point the uh, cost will go back up to $7.99 a month. 
Disney also announced Monday that the company will team up with Target stores to host in-store activations on November 12th through November 14th in almost 800 Target stores across the United States. Target shoppers will have the ability to sign up for the $1.99 Disney Plus Day Offer and receive special giveaways. As of July 3rd, Disney had Disney Plus had 116 million subscribers worldwide. TV writer and producer Prentin's Penny is partnering with Stranger Comics founder Sebastian A. Jones. Penny is launching a yet-to-be-named joint venture to identify and support new talent in the independent comic book world. Functioning as an incubator and development lab for B, for, bi, for BIPOC creators and their IP, and find inroads to publications and adaptation to other mediums. Jones and Penny have already identified two projects, David Croson's Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer and Jason Wise's Wise from creator Urius, both of which are already being developed for TV. Penny said, quote, when Sebastian told me that there's so many independent comic creators of color that largely get ignored in the movie and television space, I knew that I wanted to help foster and produce content with these amazing creators. So I'm so excited with all the possibilities the joint venture can do. Having someone like Sebastian as a partner who has had amazing success in the independent comic space and someone like myself to, who knows TV and film, it felt like such an easy and natural fit. I can't wait to dive in and find the next generation of BIPIC, BIPOC cre comic creators and get their work up on the screen. Penny is no stranger to comics. The longtime TV writer, producer, and director who launched variety show Pause with Sam Jay in May and served as showrunner on, outgo on outgoing HBO comedy Insecure alongside Issa Rae for five seasons, Teamed with Jones to co-author comic title Niobe and Dura, Wrath of the Ancient Number 1, after a 127,000 raise on Kickstarter. AEW wrestler John Moxley has compared pro wrestling through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Speaking with the throwing down with Renee and Misha, the former champion told Renee Paquette, who, by the way, is his wife, and Misha Tate, quote, In the 60s and 70s, they were actually trying to fool people into thinking this was real, and bad guys and good guys couldn't ride in the same car or be seen at the same bar together. The business was very protected. And you were actually trying to fool people into thinking these are actual fights. That is not the case in 2021. There's real fighting, which is what you do, and there's this. And fans are very passionate about it. But nobody is being fooled into thinking they're watching a legitimate thing. That's a completely separate sport now. It's like the Marvel Universe. In real life, no one can shoot bleep spiderwebs out of their fingers or whatever. But in the Marvel Universe, there's a guy who can. That's accepted. So when he shoots somebody in the face with a spiderweb, Spider-Man, you totally accept it. Unquote. Now Moxley has recently had to step back from wrestling and go into rehab for alcohol addiction. I think we all wish him the best of health and recovery. Well, you can't escape Chris Pratt. The man is everywhere. Now he will be taking over the voice of everyone's favorite lasagna-loving orange tabby, Garfield. Andrew Kozov and Broderick Johnson's Alcon Entertainment is behind the new Garfield, which has been picked up for worldwide, excluding China release by Sony Pictures. The script, written by Oscar nominee David Reynolds of Finding Nemo fame, is being directed by Mark Nindell from Chicken Little, with the duo having previously worked together on Disney's The Emperor's New Groove. 
Colonel Garfield has been in newspaper comics since his creation in 1978. He's been previously voiced by Lorenzo Music in the animated TV show and Bill Murray in two early 2000s movies. Well, three new inductees to the National, Hall to- National Toy Hall of Fame were announced. American Girl Dolls, Risk, and Sand. Yep, just plain old everyday sand. Not any kind of special sand, just the stuff the beaches and des- and deserts are made of. Next year, I guess I'll ex- induct lint, I guess. Uh, the list of other finalists that were voted on this year but were not inducted into the Hall of Fame include Battleship, Billiards, Cabbage Patch Kids, Fisher Price, Corn Popper, Mahjong, Masters of the Universe, The Pinata, and The Settlers of Catan, and The Toy Fire Engine. Sand, folks. Sand. And that brings us to the end of the comic book news. Now, uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute some money, check out the show notes, visit the Tee Public store, and so much more. Head on over to the brand new MultiverseTonight.com. If you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and let's have some feedback. Let me know how we're doing. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with a new sci-fi and comic book edition. Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Big Genre Productions. Copyrights 2021. All rights reserved.